What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. What's up, guys? What's going on? So we have a little bit of news, sports news, to kind of keep us a little sane at the moment. So um, there's two things that recently happened. So we have Ryan Tannehill's new contract, and we also have the new <clears throat> agreement with the um, CBA, approved CBA agreement with the NFL. So first let's talk about Ryan Tannehill's contract. So Ryan Tannehill got paid, I think it was, oh my God, I thought, the funny thing was I took notes on this, but let me just, let me look this up really quickly. Because, oh, there it is. Okay. I, it's so funny. I took notes on, on everything else except the most important part, which is the details of his contract. So Ryan Tannehill is getting paid $118 million <laughs> over four years. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you do that, Tennessee? Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, (laughs) look, is Ryan Tannehill a bad player? No. Is Ryan Tannehill a great player? No. He's very okay. He's very mediocre. I mean, this year, uh, he made it to his first Pro Bowl. Congrats, Ryan. Uh, He threw for about 2,400 yards, uh, 22 touchdowns, 6 interceptions in 10 games. He didn't play the full season because I believe they started Marcus Mariota uh, to start off the season. Um, and, and look, like I said, he's a very mediocre quarterback in my opinion. But I mean, he's now he's one of the most top-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, he's almost getting paid like Russell Wilson money right now. And I just don't understand. Here's my big question for the Tennessee Titans: This is this is just what I don't understand. Why would you pay someone so much money? Why would you pay a quarterback so much money when you have a run-heavy offense? Tennessee runs the ball more than any other team in the NFL, so it makes no sense for them to spend so much money on their quarterback. I mean, if, you, if you've seen any of the games with the Tennessee Titans, it's really like they just run the ball with Derrick Henry. They have a very good smash-mouth, old-school style of offense, um, and they just they use Ryan Tannehill when they have to. Not when they want to, but when they have to, when they need to use him. When the box is stacked and it's like third and seven, and there's no other plays that they could possibly do, no more, they can't run the ball anymore, then they use Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is, like, the most expensive, like, I don't know, what's the, like, most expensive plan B ever. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's Like I said, he's only getting paid, like, like his overall contract is, like, 10 million, le- like, 10, 15 million less than Russell Wilson, which is insane. Because Russell Wilson's a monster. Russell Wilson's a beast. Um, and, and the next thing is, too, why so many years? Four years. I just That just, to me, makes no sense. Um, look, I, maybe I'd understand if it was a one- to two-year contract. But come on. I mean, a four-year contract is way too much. Um, the Titans also have the – they have a first-round pick. Since they went all the way to the AFC Championship game, it's like the 29th pick or something. But still, uh, it's – I, I mean, I think they, they maybe they could have grabbed Tua late in the first round and just kind of t- kept Tannehill for a year and kind of developed that. I mean, that to me would have been a better move. But right, this to me is just way too much money, way too many years. 
Uh, I think the Titans are, are again, are, are pretty dumb for signing him for this much money for this long. It, to me, it doesn't make any sense at all. But here's where I'm going to defend the Tennessee Titans because there's a, in my opinion at least, there's a false narrative going on in regards to the Tennessee Titans. And, and that is that the Tennessee Titans chose Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Now, I could see why people think this. And this is because, look, technically Tom Brady is still a free agent, right? Technically Tom Brady is still a free agent, so it looks as if Tom Brady is a free agent and they took themselves out of the running because they, you know, gave money to Ryan Tannehill. And I, I don't think this is true. I mean, look, Tennessee, Tennessee made, has made some questionable decisions, um, but I think this could also tell us, you know, from from – what the Tennessee Titans have done, you know, since they were so involved in Tom Brady's free agency, this probably tells us that he wasn't interested. Like I've said many, many times before, contracts are a two-way street. Just because the Titans maybe wanted to sign Tom Brady doesn't necessarily mean that Tom Brady wanted to sign with the Titans. So, I mean, it's, I think it's very possible, more than likely, I'd be willing to to bet on this, considering that there's nothing else to bet on because there's no sports on, RIP. But... I think that it's, you know, for, for the Tennessee Titans, um, it's very possible that they were told by Tom Brady's, you know, maybe himself or some of his representatives that, look, he's not interested in signing with you. So, the, so then they took what they thought was the best plan of action. Um, and I, I think that people need to realize that. It's just not the Tennessee Titans, you know, wanting a mediocre quarterback or arguably one of the, arguably over one, blah, 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 I'm speaking way too fast, over arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um now, if, if if something came out, if, if this now if the story flipped and it came out, which I'd be utterly shocked by, um, would be if the the Titans saw that Tom Brady was interested and they still extended Ryan Tannehill and they actually did that. That to me would baffle me. Um, but again, it's the Tennessee Titans, so I don't I don't want to put it past them. So that would just be. But anyways, that'd be pretty crazy. Um, like I said, I, I think. What bothers me more with this contract, not necessarily is the money, but I think it's how long it's for. I just don't think that, I mean, they, they signed him for their future, and I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a, is a franchise quarterback. I think he's an, like I said, very okay quarterback. Um, and he's just, for the way that they use him, it just doesn't make sense why they, I mean, even giving, them, even giving him that much money to me doesn't make that much sense. But anyways, um, now I... So I, I know I'm so hung up on this because I'm so baffled by this. But now I don't necessarily think that this is a bad signing because he's, he's a serviceable player. But I, I think they de- it was definitely a reach, if that makes any sense at all. But it was definitely it was definitely a reach. Now the other big news in the NFL, if oh I need to go back to the page and go get it, um, is the is the new like I mentioned earlier the new CBA agreement or approved CBA agreement. Um, and this is this has gotten a lot of people talking. It's really interesting. So there's a few big aspects of it. There's three big aspects of it. So the first big aspect or um, first big change is that the roster is going to be um, increased a little bit. So the active the, the active roster on game day is going to go from 46 to 48, um, and you must have eight offensive linemen. So this is good for the players. Because this means there's going to be two extra roster spots available, so it's going to be a little like a, a little bit easier to make teams, not not significantly, 
But I mean, it's 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 a small win, I guess, for the players. I guess it's a small win for the linemen. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have a good amount of offensive linemen um, on your game day roster, considering the fact that if one of them goes down, it could really really mess up uh, your your whole team. And look at the Rams. I mean, our our offensive line got destroyed, and we didn't make the playoffs. So, anyways, so the next big uh, change for the NFL is that now they're going to have a 17 game season. I don't understand this one. Um, and it says, okay, so it says the league has a window to add a 17th regular season game beginning in 2021 and ending in 2023. So I guess this, I guess this means that there's that they, that they might add a 17th game. I think they're, it sounds like they're going to add a 17th game. Let's just, let's, let's, let's play this out. Let's say they do add a 17th game. Um, I think this is, I just don't understand why. I mean, 16 games is a ton of football, like so much football and an extra game makes a big, big difference. Now, for those of you who maybe aren't as familiar with football or have never played football, um, if you play one game, like a, like a, you know, full game of football, it is very exhausting. It is very, takes a huge toll on your body. And, um, yeah, so that one game makes a very, very big difference, right? It makes a very big difference. And um, so I don't know if this is the NFL trying to get more more money out of the players, but, I mean, look, we're in the era right now where, you know, a big concern with the players is their safety and CTE and all these other things. So extending the season to me uh, doesn't really make as much sense. And you're extending a sport like like football where it's so contact-heavy um, – it, it's it's going to be a challenge, and I'm surprised that that got through. And 17 is weird too. I always think it's weird to have a, an odd number of games in your season, right? It doesn't always make more sense to have an even number of games. So, anyways, um, yeah. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, it's definitely going to make the make it could add some more drama, uh, you know, for teams trying to make it into the wild card spots. But anyway, so the other big issue, the other big thing that changed um, is that now, speaking of playoff spots. No, that, you know, that actually wasn't a bad transition. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> but anyways, so a uh, another big change is there's going to be a 14-team playoff. So at, currently, uh, I, I believe it was 12. There were six on each. But now there's going to be uh, 14. So this is, you know, this, this, this is a really, really big deal. So for teams like the... You know, like the Rams this last year. You know, they tech with this format, we would have made the playoffs. Um, and and it's, it's I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, I I think this is a cool change. You know, it makes it, you know, a bigger bracket gives more teams um, a likelihood of making the playoffs. And I think it just a bigger tournament is is always more fun. And this is one if there's one thing. That we love in the United States is tournament play, right? We love tournaments. Look at March Madness, a big, big, big tournament. That's why everyone was so devastated when we couldn't have it anymore. These big tournaments and playoffs, we love that kind of stuff. Um, and that also probably translates to translates to why you know European soccer isn't as popular because you know there's a lot of leagues that don't have tournament play. It's just whoever has the best regular regular season record. And, you know, but, but in the U.S., though, tournament play is everything. So it makes sense to why they want to do this. I'm sure this is the NFL's push to try to make more money because more games typically means more money. Um, but, yeah, so this is going to be really interesting. Um, I think that's going to be kind of good because there's a lot of teams. There's always that one, one, or, one or two teams that 
has a really good record, but due to like the wild, like the wild card and everything like that, they're not really able to make it into the playoffs. So this is gonna, it's, this could be interesting. You know, you have an extra game for a playoff push, and that's an extra team that can be in the playoffs from each conference. So um, I'm really kind of curious to see how this is gonna kind of pan out. Oh, and the last thing that was that was recently issued. Now I don't know if this is part of the CBA agreement. I'm just gonna assume that it is, but. Um, it was recently announced that the league is not going to penalize players who test positive for marijuana. And honestly, I think that's a good move. And all the comments on social media are basically saying that the players only agreed to, you know, extending the season and some of these other things because of, you know, the, the, the NFL is going to allow them to, uh, you know, indulge in marijuana. But I, I don't, you know... <laughs> Now, if that's true, who knows? But, you know, I personally, I, I think this is a good move by the NFL because outside of, you know, marijuana being very popular, making people feel good, um, and being one of the the, the least harmful drugs, I, I think it's I think it'd be good for a lot of players because it has a lot of medicinal properties. And I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, I, I honestly, I genuinely don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I mean, look, are, are, is every player going to be using weed to you know, heal from injuries and help with rehab? Absolutely not. There's probably, look, there's, you can look at the Le'Veon Bells and LeGarrette Blunt, which is just kind of funny. If your na last name's Blunt and you get in trouble for weed, I mean, how do you not laugh at that? That's that, that's pretty funny. But, look, I think it should be fine. I think players should be allowed to, to use marijuana. Now, if if they start showing up, like, high to practice and stuff like that, that's going to cause a whole nother set of issues. But, or, or if they get in trouble with the law, like, oh, who are those? Oh, like, uh, was it Greg Little or those two NFL players recently? And they got um, they got in trouble because they had like what like fifty pounds of marijuana, like that kind of stuff. Okay, you can't be an idiot, but if you're you're at home and I don't know, you get high and relax after like practice or something like that, I don't think you should be penalized for that. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You're not causing harm to anyone else as long as you know you're not driving or anything. I, I don't really don't think it's that that big of a deal. So I'm glad the NFL took that step, but. It's almost like one step forward, two step backs, because then, yes, you're able to, you you know, I guess have marijuana, but you're having an additional game to the season. You're having an extended playoff bracket. Um, and this is, look, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of backlash for this. And I know a lot of players are openly not necessarily happy about this agreement. Um, but, I mean, it seems to be pretty official. Um, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this this whole thing plays out. I wonder if, if it's going to be more competitive now that the, the tournament's going to be bigger. And, yeah, we could see some interesting storylines coming up in the NFL. But, anyways, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. My name is Teddy Raksak. This has been TED Talk Sports.